mates. Welcome once again to another episode of the Little Dum Dum Club. My name is Tommy Dasselow and sitting opposite me, my co-host, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Hey, mate. Yeah. How you going? Yeah, I'm all right. I've been missing you, buddy. Yeah, I haven't been, seen you for a while. You've been away in Little Adelaide, haven't you? I've been in Adelaide yeah. having, a, having a hell doing, of a time. Doing your little sketches, doing your little... Doing, uh, doing my little skit performances. Telling a few little riddles, weren't you? Yep, cracking a few little funnies, putting oh, yeah. on one of my little perf- my concerts. Yeah. Um, had some fans of the Dum Dum Club come out. Adelaide fans, nice. of Dum Adelaide fans of Dum Dum Club. Right. It was very nice. They are desperate over there. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Here was a moment. We were just talking uh, off mic about uh, a drink driving stories. Here's one I held for you. I was uh, driving home with a, a friend who I'd been doing something with. Um, that sounds so <laughs> sus. I'd, I'd be, anyway, I'd, I'd, I was, a guy was driving me around and he had ripped some pretty massive cones before we've gotten in the car and I had that moment of maybe I'm going to die in Adelaide. Maybe this is good, what's <laughs> going to happen. And he got really philosophical about being allowed to drive and he's like, he just turns to me out of nowhere and goes, mate, can you believe that someone – I'm allowed to drive a car around. Like someone has given me a licence, a piece of paper that says that I can do this and they don't know what they're doing. Like isn't that insane that I can be allowed in control of a big car like this, that I can just get behind the wheel and do what I want in a car like this? I'm like, to be fair, I don't think that they knew that you'd pull monster cones every time before you got behind the wheel. That's the sort of conversation that you want to hear in a smoky lounge room, not – in motion. Not yeah, not yeah. on the freeway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh so I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be alive to do the show because uh I started thinking I mean, you know, I uh, you come face to face with death on occasions and there's certain things where you go, this would be a way to go out, but with a stoned <laughs> driver in Adelaide is not really the way you want to go out, you no, know. Smashing into the silver balls in Rundle Mall. <laughs> yeah, exactly, not. exactly. And we should mention as well that this show is also being streamed on Barry Digital Radio, so hello if you're joining us through that. Um, hey, we've got a great show for you today. Um, our guest is a good pal of ours. You may have heard him on Nova. Uh, you may have seen him on Rove. You may have even heard him on his own podcast, which is called For One Minute Only, Ryan Shelton. Yay! Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm quite... I've listened to your podcast. I'm a dumb dumb. Is it? A, am I a dumb dumb or a dumb dumb fan? Oh, no. you're a, I guess you're a dumb dumb. Dumb dumber. A dumb dumber. That oh. is so derogatory to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sitting in the dumb dumb club. We're in the clubhouse. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because so not only am I dumb, I'm double dumb. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're super dumb. <laughs> oh, the two negatives create a positive. So am I not yeah. dumb? You're smart. Yeah. You're nothing. <laughs> you're yeah. a black hole. Ah, yeah. pleasure to be here, guys. <laughs> thanks for uh, hey, thanks for coming in. Now you. You're a rarity uh, of, of guests that we've had on the show. Insofar as, first of all, you've actually listened to the show before you've oh, come good, in, yep. which is rare around these parts. Yep. And second of all, you actually currently have your own podcast, as yes. opposed to pretty much everyone else we have in here <laughs> who goes, oh, "Yeah, I'm going to start a podcast." Yeah, and we get put the an sense ad for that our podcast that, that <laughs> may not exist ever. Put <laughs> yeah. that on there. Yeah, we get people come in and try and like suss it out. So right. You no, know. I, I've become quite uh, obsessed with podcasts recently. Like I, I've always liked them, but I went off them for a long time. And then when I finished doing the show on Novros, I was like, oh, I'll see what else is out. I feel like doing something. It is a very much unemployed thing to be sitting around listening <laughs> to podcasts. Yeah, it is really. And so I was listening to all these things, found some great ones. Like I found like um, WTF with the Mark Maron oh, yep. one, yep. which is great. And then a whole lot of others. Discovered this whole new world of things that I can listen to in my car. Yeah. Uh, instead of, you know, Nickelback, back-to-back, with Rihanna, back-to-back. And is, with, I mean, I imagine that must be kind of a frightening prospect for you as someone who has worked in radio, mm. and it's kind of you're finding this thing that, in a way, makes your medium... 
borderline obsolete. That's why I got out. I got out at the right time. Uh, but you got into where the money is for these podcasts. Exactly. Do you have a moment of driving along going, hey, can I just listen to podcasts? Why would anyone listen to the radio? Oh, God. Oh, God. Exactly. That, but then I realised when I got my podcast started up, and I thought, oh, I want to do one, but I don't want to spend too much time on it, so I'll make it for one minute. And so I thought I'd do that. Then I looked into it and found out that you actually have to pay to have a podcast. Like, you have to pay the money to yeah. have the podcast up there. Yeah, and have... the more popular you get, the more expensive it gets for you. Oh, does it? No. We, we don't have that problem. Yeah, it dep- <laughs> How do you do it? It depends who, you, it depends who you're hosting with. Because the ones that I've gone through, it's like the, each time you download it, you pay per down. Per oh, no, download. you're getting screwed. That's no good. You are getting ripped. We just pay for um, – the one we pay is based on how much stuff you upload, like <laughs> how you much get stuff a, you have did on Did you there. get a rate per minute, and that's why you've got a minute <laughs> podcast? Yeah, I tried to be cheap as possible. <laughs> you've got a terrible cap, whoever you're with. Yeah, I know. Bloody Vodafone. Have you got a 286 PC at home? Or <laughs> yeah, I, yeah but I, and I'm saving up for the 386. <laughs> 286 does the job. I'm yeah. only word processing. <laughs> it's fine. No, but I'm enjoying the podcast and enjoying being a dumb dumb. Well, it's it's Ryan Shelton for one minute only. Yeah, it's one minute episode, so mm. there's literally no reason. There's no excuse for people not to listen to it. Well, that's that was kind of my reasoning for doing. It. I thought, well, there's so much out there. I want to give some, give people the you know no excuses not to listen because it's yeah. it, like one minute when you think about it, it's two ads. So I thought, well, not only will it be it's actually quite a good, you know, to be serious, it's actually quite a good discipline to write for, for a minute thing. Yeah. Like, yep. You've got to fit it all into a minute, and it's like it's like writing a tweet. You've, I was going to say, you've taken Twitter to the airwaves. Yeah, and then I saw, Carl, your shows, you're doing jokes in 140 characters. Yes. That's really hard. Yeah. Are yep. you finding that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Sure There's a fair bit of work yeah. going on at the moment. But, well, that uh, great. Well, How has this if promo for your podcast segued into a promo for your comedy festival yeah. show? Did you pay him no, for this? Did no, you hook this up beforehand? Well, I was going to say, Ryan, you're used to doing one-minute podcasts. Are you a bit puffed at the moment? You did, yeah. You're going yeah. into overtime at well, the moment. I was going to say, sure. currently, at this point of the show, you would have done six and a half podcasts. Wow. True. It's like are two you, months' worth of material. Are you on my podcast page on iTunes at the moment? No, should I be? Oh, no, no, no. Do you no, want no. me to look it up? No, don't, because the first review is a one-star review. <laughs> and oh. the, the rest of them are like, you know, four and five really nice reviews. And the, there's one guy who's given it one star. That's fine. He doesn't like it. But what I find interesting on the reviews is you know how you have the review and then next to it it says, was this review helpful? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes or no. <laughs> a lot of them have zero out of two people found this review helpful, which means people are going on there, reading it and going, no, that wasn't helpful. No. <laughs> yeah. Who does that? Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the, the one star guy? What's he said? Oh, Shelton, he just bangs on and on. I can't what's remember. What's he on about? And annoyingly, four out of eight people have found that helpful and iTunes uh, filters it so most most helpful goes to the top. So the, right. that is at the top of the bloody oh. things. So people are like surfing and going, oh, Ryan Shelton, I'm an only one star. Nope. <laughs> to be fair, he may just have a system of one star per minute. Maybe. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Maybe I'm not giving the quantity he requires. He's yeah. quantity, not quality guy. <laughs> yeah. Fair yeah. enough. So we should be getting 40 stars. <laughs> we should be getting 40 stars. We've got no excuse. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, so we've gotten some good reviews on our um, yeah. on our iTunes, but we get weird reviews where someone so – I told you this the other week. Someone said, um, really love the show. It's really great. It's especially good to rub one out to, which is an actual oh, review that, that we real got on one? iTunes. Does someone it's, really do that? Well, someone's typed it in. Oh, I don't okay. know if they actually have rubbed one out. They didn't right. put photographic evidence. Right. If you're the person who's listening, please send and photographic evidence. That would be great. Do they try and time – 
their climax for the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, I missed it. I'll go back a bit. <laughs> well, on the reviews thing, uh, I, I wanted to bring this up to you. Now, this, this could make things awkward. Okay. But a, a friend of mine of, of several years ago now mm. um, bumped into you out at a bar, I think he said, and he was quite drunk. Oh, I'm worried and, about And this. he said something... He said something quite rude to you that he's always regretted because he, oh, no. because he, he likes your work, but the drunkenness just kind of took over oh, and he, he decided to be a smart-ass. Because <laughs> I've done this as well. Like, oh, that's the yes. worst feeling. All right, well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you my friend's one and then you can tell me one that you've done. Oh, no, no, no. I've been on many occasions. Oh, oh okay. I'm right. not thinking of one particular oh, thing. Oh, right, okay. Just give us the best one. That's cool. Sure. So this is back when uh, you, for people that don't know, you were on Rove yep. and you had a segment called Rideas. Yeah, that was, that was how I started. Yeah, yes. that was the first one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... My mate saw you at a bar mm. and was pissed yep. and thought it would be funny to go up to you and go, i got a right idea for you. How about you fuck off? <laughs> and then he left and he told me the next day and he's like, i got no idea why I did it because I really like him and I really think he's funny. <laughs> and then I told, him that, I told him that you were coming on the show and he went, man, can you please apologise for that? Who is it? It's, my, it's not a comic. It's a. It's oh. a, just a friend of mine. Pat. This, oh. is like, this is like six years ago. Yeah, wow. I, I would have been... Yeah, that would have really hurt my feelings. And that would, <laughs> but that would have been like that thing of like seeing someone that you recognise and and you know wanting to say something and and not wanting to just be a bit of a sycophant and go, oh, how are you doing? And, 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 he, and he, I think he said in his head he just thought it was kind of clever and and you know you might get yeah. that he was being silly, but he just said yeah, it was sure. a bit. Uh, well, you can say it's completely fine because I don't really remember it, but. Yeah, unfortunately, and this won't help him, but uh, <laughs> uh, that would have been when I was just starting and was very, very fragile. <laughs> so been, oh, oh, and run away crying. And now he can only handle a minute of comedy at a time yeah, because his right. spirit's been broken down. Well, oh. that's, that's the weird thing, though, because you get in the presence of someone famous or, or someone you admire and whatever, and it's I've done that where you don't quite know what to say, and it's yeah. like, mm, well, worst. I've met one of my idols is uh, Mike Patton. Yep. From Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, all that sort of thing. And, uh, Peeping Tom. Peeping Tom, mm. not so much. But uh, the other ones. Um, so I, yeah, I, I just love everything he does. And uh, I met him once. I met him in the presence of another band that I know. Mm-hmm. And when we went in, we sort of raced in as soon as he finished the concert. Mm. And he was still getting changed and stuff. We were the first people. Like he'd literally just walked off stage. He's got no clothes on, he's got undies on. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And we walk in, and he's sort of like, what? Are these guys doing? And then he sees the other guys, and he goes, "Ah," oh, because he really lo- loves that band. Mm. So he goes straight up to me and starts hugging me with no clothes on, thinking and I'm that you're thinking that I'm part of the band. Right. And I'm like, "Yay!" And then I'm like, <laughs> "And don't say anything." Yeah, then I couldn't say anything. Yeah, then I yeah. couldn't say, "Hey, what do you mean on this song when on Epic when you have the fish out of water?" Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> like I just, I just sort of. Stood at the back and pretended that I played triangle or whatever. Yeah, it, it can. It's. I hate. I actually don't like meeting people that I admire no. because I'm. First of all, I'm scared that they'll disappoint me and they won't be that exciting or funny. Or they'll be a bit of an asshole. Or they'll be an asshole. And yeah. you won't be able to enjoy. I had that with a band. Exactly. Recently. Yeah. Ruin their music yeah, well, for me. Yeah. I met Patton the first time, and then the second, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. I've got a story." You know, I hugged mm. Patton with no shirt on. And the next time I went backstage <laughs> with him, I just said to it was that thing where it's thrust upon you, and, you, and I go. Oh hey man, I think that last album that you did was so good, and everything has sort of been building up to that, and like that's it's just been getting better and better. Yeah. And he just turned to me and went, "That's what it's supposed to be, isn't it?" Oh. And then just turned around, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that's not 
that's no good. Because yeah, I, I've met the, the people that I've met that I've really I've been lucky to meet and really loved and was really pleasantly surprised. Um, not even surprised, but Will Ferrell, who was is just the best, nicest guy. And it's not like I've even had like a proper conversation with him, but he's just really lovely and generous and happy to talk to. Like he'd talk to me in the same way that he would have talked to Rove, you know, for instance. Yeah, like, yeah. He treats... I heard. I actually heard that from. I know a few people who interviewed him through various media things. Yeah, he's been out here, and everyone everyone says the same thing. That he's amazing. Guy. The other guy, Ricky Gervais. And I, I love that I'm name dropping at the moment, but I'm still clinging onto my commercial past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, Ricky Gervais, You'll be name dropping about us one day, I'm sure. I can't wait. <laughs> I'll be walking out the door. Um, uh, so yeah, Ricky Gervais, and we had to interview him on um, for Nova for the show, and because of the time difference, we had to wait till 8 p.m. And he was on the phone from London, and so we we're waiting around, and he was going to call the studio. Now, usually when you do those sorts of interviews with big stars, it goes through like a service, like a interview service, like yeah, a phone yeah, service. Right. So they'll say, uh, Ryan Martin Whipper, you're on the phone with Janet Jackson. Uh, Janet, are you there? And she's like, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you talk, and they say, now when there's five minutes left, we're gonna, you're going to hear a beep, and then if you go over, you're just going to be cut off. Oh, it's wow. really formal and all that sort of stuff. Ricky Gervais, supposed to be on at 8 o'clock, oh, speaking to at 8 o'clock, he, we get the call in the studio and at 7.55. We're in the office. The on-air jock goes, guys, Ricky Gervais is on the phone for you, but he said he'll call back because he was early. So we go back and to wait in the studio, and then at 8 o'clock, he calls again right on the dot. He's called personally, and we were told strictly that we'd get 10 minutes with him. And we spoke to him for like 45 minutes wow. on the phone, and he was so funny and really lovely, generous, you know, and I said a few things that he laughed at, and I'm like punching air <laughs> while I'm talking because he's, he's laughed at something I've said, which is like the ultimate for me. Yeah. The and thing you're not mentioning about that Ricky Gervais story is this is before he made The Office, wasn't it? Yeah. This <laughs> with nothing he's got a wrong do. number. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. I mean, he was just starting to break through at XFM, and he was, was a lovely guy. <laughs> you're still in that band. Yeah, he was still in that band, That yeah. would have been the sweetest end of that story if you were like, look, he hadn't made any TV shows. Yeah. It's still nice of him to take yeah. anyone. It's nice of them to take 45 yeah. minutes out of their day. We I'm did, adding that to my story we, now. Yeah, we did knock him back as a job for janitor, but he seemed to take it pretty well. Yeah, no. Um, Hey, just because it came up before, and I think it's a funny story, and I would like to hear you relay it, Carl. You oh. brought up Mr. Bungle. I remember you telling me about your antics uh, back in the day on a particular Mr. Bungle internet forum. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know how funny it is. I think it's funny. Oh. It's been built up. Oh, you um, want to give it a go? Oh, well, okay, all right. I don't think it's that funny because it's just playing around on the internet. But I used to be on some forum where... I was pretending to be this guy who was clearly mentally challenged and uh, <laughs> from like Colorado or something. Yeah. And I would I built up this character over time, so I'd I'd log in every week or two or whatever and mm. go, oh hey, and like misspell everything really badly and be like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm working at the postcard, I know at the bookmark factory where we make. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bookmarks out of leaves and stuff mm. and all this innuendo that would, would lead people to conclude that his dad was taking advantage of him <laughs> and all this sort of stuff and yeah, classic gear yeah yeah all the, all the, yeah, like Ricky Gervais very much so like yeah that. sure yeah. and then it sort of got to the end where I, at the end I, I had him leave the, the, the little shanty town that he lived in to go to the big lights of the big city and then it was this horrible thing where he <laughs> he was stuck Jerry his name was he was yeah. stuck in this internet cafe 
with nowhere to go and whatever. And it was like, and he was like saying, "Hey, if anyone's got anywhere to stay, I really need somewhere to stay." Blah blah blah. And then immediately afterwards, going, "Oh, look, this this old man just said I could come and stay with." with him and he's just giving me a drink and all this sort of stuff and then just let it go missing for days and then everyone's like Jerry where are you Jerry what's what's happened Jerry stay away from the man with the drink and then it's like me popping up three days later going oh wow I've got such a headache I don't know what I just uh, yeah Uh, that must have been alcohol what he gave me I I, I knew it gave you a headache but I don't know why my bum is so sore That's amazing. Everyone on the on the forum would have just been freaking out. Yeah, yeah. They were all like, oh, oh no, Jerry. Oh. I'm like, oh, well. Who knew that Mr. Bungle fans were so naive? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and really concerned. Like, what a concerned bunch. <laughs> now, here's what I really think is going to turn the story into gold. How old were you when you were doing that? Oh, <laughs> probably about five years ago. <laughs> Fantastic. Yep. Yeah, I use my time productively. That's it. No, because I need to, I need to I need to clear something up, and I need to let, make you guys aware of something. Oh, here we my go. glasses. Uh-huh. I need these. <laughs> okay. I need to. Tell, so I'm wearing glasses, and um, they're very new, and I've only had them for like four weeks now. And every time I see people that I haven't seen for a while, like my friends that I haven't seen since the glasses. They always give me a weird look. It's like I did have a moment. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah, I would as well. Because <laughs> you look, and because they're like Ray-Ban frames turned into glasses. Because mm. I was like, well, if I'm going to wear glasses, I want them to at least be a bit trendy. And so I saw my friend, and I'm like, hey, have you seen the glasses? And he's like, oh no, they're cool. I was like, <laughs> you think I'm just wearing them for fashion, don't you? He's <laughs> like, yeah, I did think that, but that's fine. That's cool. So now I have to tell everyone that I'm wearing yeah. masks because yeah. I need to wear them. And that's the unfortunate thing that you've you've gotten yourself into is that you're wearing actual glasses in the exact style of the fake glasses that people have. I know. No I'm one bothers having fake ones that are just the. It's it's all the Ray Bans. I know, and I'm very self conscious about it. And you know, so so just so you know, I need the glasses. And anyone listening, if you see me around and I've got the glasses on. Please don't judge me. I got or, a right or... idea for you. How about you get some real fucking glasses? <laughs> I know. Don't pass me a fixie bike and say, "Hey, mate, here's your bike." Yeah. Stop trying to be cool by not being able to see very well. The um, the OPSM place that I went to get these, um, the guy said to me that a lot of people come in to buy frames without the prescription because they use them for job interviews to make them ah, smart. Wow. Yeah. He said a lot of people are doing that, which is interesting. Get that intelligence edge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Hot girls wanting to look like librarians, pushing Maybe. it, turning yeah. it from an eight to a nine. Maybe. Did you have the glasses on when you got that one star review on iTunes? Yeah, maybe I did. Maybe that's the. Or maybe I didn't. Because this now that you mm. maybe that you now that you're wearing them, that's this has made this has made your Twitter display pick pretty much obsolete. I've got to change it. Got a yeah. cartoon wearing the glasses. Quick bit of yeah, Illustrator, right. and uh, that should be fixed up. You know what's interesting me here sitting here talking to you, Ryan, is that mm. I keep whenever you, you start talking start saying a sentence, mm. it just makes me think you're doing an intro to Rove. Like oh, it's, yeah, yeah. You still it's you, you talk normally and you're obviously talking normally on the intro because you sound the same. It's the same intonation. Yeah. It's like Oh, who who have we got coming up next? Oh no, it's just you talking. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I um, I uh, the annoying thing with those in you mean the guest intros? Sorry, yeah, the, sorry, the, the guest intros on yeah. Rove. Yeah, yeah, because I I voiced them, but I never wrote them or did anything for them. I would just literally go in and because I needed someone to read them, and I was just the, the lucky guy who got to do it. 
And a lot of people would, would say, oh, hey, love the intros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was my thing on the show. And, and I'd be like, oh, yeah. what do you think of uh, philosophization Do you like the thing that I spent four weeks on? Or you just and they're like, nah, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's good. But the intros are so funny. Like, yeah. I love the animation when the head falls off. And <laughs> it's really cool. I'm like, yeah, it's not my thing. I like the bit when you talk for only 15 seconds. That's the best bit. Yeah, that's the best. Is that why you, you got the Minute Podcast? You're like, shorter, shorter gets all the attention. Yeah, I'm really good in small bursts. Yeah. I'm one of those annoying people who's only good at small patches. As soon as you start thinking about something for an hour, it's like shit house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Ryan, now... Yeah. What what are you doing now? Now that you're off Nova, yeah, are you are you working on special projects? Are you working on is this? Yeah, well, I don't know if I call it special, but other other projects. Other projects. Well, yeah. I mean, Hamish and Andy obviously got their show. Is there? There's yeah. There's, there's a. Are you in, involved? Do you allow? Yeah. To, yeah, yeah, I'm involved in that. Yeah, so it's it's myself and and Hames and Andy and and then another guy as well. We have like our own production company uh, called Radio Karate, which is the name of a show we did actually on Channel Thirty One. Yep like a few a fair few years ago now and that's become like a name of our production company and and we did like a show called Real Stories yep. a while ago and then did uh, kind of produce those Hamish and Andy TV specials like the Caravan of Courage yeah, yeah, yeah. and those yeah. Christmas specials and stuff so yeah so this is kind of like our first time since they've come off radio full time and I've stopped radio that now we can actually work on a on an actual show of you know, that's longer than one episode. I right. Guess. Yeah. So do you know, it, it's not a regular, it's not going to be like a weekly thing or anything, is it? Is, is it a series of specials or is it a regular thing? It's, 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 we're not exactly sure. It's going to be more than a special. It's not just going to be odd specials. It'll be more than that. But we're still, yeah, the, the more we play stick cricket on our computers, <laughs> the more we realise we have to actually figure out what it is. Stick cricket has killed shows of ours before. It's, that's a dangerous game. I've got two words, tiny wings. I... Am onto tiny oh, wings. And yes. you know what's better than tiny wings on the iPhone? Oh, don't. Tiny wings on the iPad. Oh, yes. It's sensational. I can only imagine that's a whole new world. It I've, is. I've only just gotten into it in the last two weeks, and it's it's, brilliant. it's made me understand people's serious heroin addictions. Because yeah. I just think if I had to pay $20 every time I wanted to play this, yep. I'd be out in the street. But imagine, just... if you're a heroin addict, imagine if like on the syringe there was a button that just says, play again. I mean, yeah. you'd be going all day. Yeah. Just go, oh, yeah. yeah, easy. Yeah. I've got such a love-hate relationship with that little bird. Like, just yeah. hearing him make the little noise of getting a good jump is just the... It, oh, it just yeah. fills me with joy. And sometimes, it, sometimes I get annoyed when he doesn't. Like, I feel like I've done a good, a good one. Exactly. And, it does a, 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 and makes a noise suggesting that it wasn't a good one. Exactly. The yeah. <laughs> when I when I'm when you're going down the dip and you think this is going to be some sweet points. Yeah. And he keeps that little fucking beak of his shut, and you yep. go, you smug little fuck. Totally. So this is episode one. But beyond that, <laughs> yeah, well, we're assuming Tiny Wings will still be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty up in the pop culture ranks by the time we're on air. Yeah, no, yeah. So that, that's essentially what it'll, it'll be like. Sort of more than a special, you know, Hamish and Andy centric, obviously, and yeah. and and po- past that, we're not exactly sure what it's going to be, but hopefully it'll be alright. Are you? Are you? What's the what's the feeling around the camp of the, the Channel Nine? Because obviously you, you signed up to Channel Nine. Yep. The show signed up to Channel Nine, and mm. with the whole experience of. Uh, B Elton, yep, uh, pretty fresh, and we had mm, we friend had friend of the, of the show. show Kate McLennan in a couple of weeks I to, heard to that. talk about all of that. That was really interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, yeah, so what's the thought? What's the the you know the Channel Nine uh, the thought about Channel Nine? Let's say that. Well, great. I mean, they've they've fine so far. Like they've yeah. given us a job, so that's pretty yeah. good. But it but at the same time, you know, I, I think everyone. There's no doubt that everyone has 
immediate judgments on Channel Nine, yeah. um, especially comics. Yeah. Uh, and but I think and look, I, I've always been one not to necessarily judge until you've actually had a bad experience yourself. Yeah. And I've never really had a bad experience. I've never worked for Channel Nine. So haven't you watched it? I, I've never watched it. No, <laughs> no, of course I have. But I, I yeah, I, I've, until I have a bad experience of my own, which I don't think we will. I think they've been really nice, and they're actually, you know, they're actually really willing to let us go for it. There's and, no problems unless people don't watch it, and obviously everyone's going to watch it. So I mean, yeah. there shouldn't be any problems, should there? I mean, well, Ben Elton's going to have Ben Elton's going to have problems if three hundred thousand people watch him. But if you've got one point five million people watching it, surely they're smart enough to go, go for it, boys. Well, hopefully, All yeah. the angry birds you want, chuck it in, I don't care. <laughs> Second question, can yeah. we have jobs? <laughs> oh, that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> These mics aren't even plugged in. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was weird that you would choose to uh, get me in on the show, but no, that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. It's, this is, uh, I'm getting quite used to becoming the conduit between other people and Hamish and Andy. What else does it mean? Because you... Uh, you Correct me if I'm wrong, I've not done my research. Mm. You guys all went to school together, is that correct? Hamish and I and uh, a guy called and Tim Bartley, who's the fourth member of our thing, we went to school together, yeah. Right, and okay. Andy, Hamish met Andy at, at uni, yeah. So you must, you, you, you'd have some you'd have some dirt in the vault, you'd have some crazy stories, Ooh. some childhood <laughs> antics, bit of yeah. schoolies week, you know what I'm saying? I'm holding all that for ACO, because <laughs> we're going to need to be pumping out some serious points. Bit of, on... bit of cross promo. <laughs> yeah, a bit of cross promo. <laughs> Yeah, no. Look, there are there are stories. Um, I suppose you want to hear about Tim. Yeah. Well, Tim. Has some... <laughs> what is it? So, what's the Tim story? Where, no, how come no. we haven't seen him? Well, Tim, he he directs and produces and edits, and he's right. behind the camera. Yeah. Right. Mm. But you know, just as talented and amazingly a really nice guy as well, even though he's not on TV. Can you believe it? Because <laughs> only nice people are on TV and everyone else are assholes. Apparently, yeah. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, no, he's, he's, he's really... He's the, the person that makes it all get on screen. Like, you know, everyone's got that person who knows the technical side and he's that person for us. Well, the reason I bring it you're, up... You're still wanting dirt on Hamish and <laughs> I'd love, Look, I'd love us to have a scoop, but, mm. you know... No, there are no real well, scoops. I'm, I remember meeting... I think I met Hamish really, really early before... I even knew who he was at some pub and someone said, oh, he's famous for some reason. And I was like, okay, I'll go talk to him. Yeah. And then someone said he was in to do with comedy or something. And I remember just drunkenly telling him this ridiculous story about a stand-up gig I was at, just thinking he may find it interesting. Yeah. And he, I gave, gave him credit because he he was as nice as he could possibly be and just went, that sounds great. That's hilarious. And I was like, I've got it all on tape. He's like, here's my address. Mail it to me. I'm like... That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's weirdly nice. He's, like, he's, well, he's very yeah. He's really nice. He's actually he's actually really really good with you know because they have a lot of people coming up to them. Like it's quite amazing how many people come up to them, and the they, yeah they're really nice. Oh, like nicer than I would be. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't really have. <laughs> I'm sorry for people listening. If you do like me, there's a chance <laughs> I'm not a big fan of you. So <laughs> don't even bother. Oh, yeah, he, time. You're just as liable to give them one star ratings back. Exactly. Back out, Swanning around in your fake glasses. Yeah. And you can't see people. Yeah. No, I don't care about me. Well, the reason I bring up. Um, childhood friends yeah. because I want to do a bit of a new thing on the show. Oh, great. I'm going to debut Dum Dum Club Mailbag. Great. Because I received a piece of correspondence during the week. Yep. I received an email oh, yeah, I've from a man by the name of Peter Field. Oh, I ring yeah. any bells for you. It sure does. He's a childhood friend of mine. It's gone a bit, this is your life all of a sudden. Oh, really? But, um, he, he got in He's touch with me. He's given you an email. 
He yeah. sent me an email. Where did he find you? On the Dum Dum Club hotline. What? What do you no, mean? No, he just emailed me direct. He found my email address on my website. Oh, really? Just to say that he's a fan of the show. Fieldsy. Been laughing, been pissing himself. Old mate of Carl's from his school days. Have a few stories to share with you regarding <laughs> Carl that you might find amusing. Oh, this will be good. Um, Does the last line of the email say, can I have a job? <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative. Uh, it yeah. all comes back. <laughs> oh, um, this is horrible. I'm getting quite sweaty. It would be interesting to hear his reaction on the podcast if it works into your conversation. And you notice how I made damn sure that it's worked into the conversation. Well, there's a whole new segment that'll only last one week. Um, well, you can, imagine, you can imagine how I was feeling when I was reading this. Oh. I was like, finally. Yeah. Um, so the, the main one that he mentions is uh, the, when the two of you were in primary school, one of, your fav- one of Carl's favourite jokes <laughs> was to take turns playing dead on the nature strip and then the other person would stand there shocked and try to help the person... And then people would come past and freak out and think, who's yeah. this dead kid on the side yeah. of the road? Really? <laughs> I remember that. You were a twisted kid. <laughs> that's, that's like some shit out of that Macaulay Culkin film, The Good Son. Remember yeah, that yeah, film right. where he's like, <laughs> the kid's really like insane and does all this mental shit? That was like what he did after Home Alone to try and prove to everyone that he wasn't just the kid with the hands on the cheeks. Exactly, yeah. Nah. It's a really good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. I it's love freaky that. Freaky Yeah, Fieldsy. But how did that go down? The, the pretending... I don't know. What's, was... what's the end game there? I'm just picturing you as a nine-year-old ending up in a, in a coffin, being lowered into the ground and thinking, well, this hasn't panned out how I thought it would. Well, it's about the, the same long, you know, looking into the future as um, the other game at the same time I would play called Throwing Plums at Cars. And then, <laughs> and then I would come back and I'd be like, oh, you came back after I damaged your car. What do I do now? And I'd just run inside. <laughs> The other thing that he mentioned... Um... Oh, sorry, on that, oh, sorry. Yeah, on that on. Tommy, the, the, that doing that, like pretending you're dead on the, on the street, there's actually a, a, a Google Street shot, the, the, <laughs> the Google Street View thing, and a kid was doing that, what you used to do, right. and it got picked up on the Google Street View camera. Oh, great. So there's one address, and I don't even, can't remember what it is, I got it sent once, and there's this kid lying on the ground, looking like he's dead, like on the road, and but you know there's a story attached to it saying that he was just playing a game, but it's this really haunting image of this young kid just lying on the ground dead, just the, the kid out of Three Men and a Baby, just lying on the ground. Yeah, maybe it was you. Maybe they did Google Street View like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Did they have Google in '84? Google, Google History View. Yeah. <laughs> see back through time. Yeah, that's that would be great. But the other story, um, friend of the show Peter Field sent in is um, it's another Sunshine Johnson story. Oh, really? Now, for any new listeners of the show and for you, Ronnie, I've heard. I think this came up in our second episode. Uh, what's the best way to give a brief? Sunshine Johnson, I grew up in a very small town, 8,000 people, and um, Sunshine Johnson was the town crazy, and there's about 10 best of stories I could pop out of my head in any one minute because he, yeah, he was weird. He was about six foot six, bald. He looked like the, looked like the Errol from Hot Chocolate except white. <laughs> Right, I'm trying to yeah. think of if I know any of those references. <laughs> <laughs> but he's about six foot six, had a big handlebar moustache, bald, right. just looked crazy. Used to yell at people and do the, you know, went to jail, went to, used to yell at people randomly in the street. Did all these, had tattoos, had, I've said this before, but had the, we used to go up to someone in the pub and say, I've got your name tattooed on my dick, and then pull his pants down and he'd have the words, your name. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. You see, if I was if I was any one of my family members, I would say to you right now, "Oh, there's a sketch in that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can do a sketch on this guy. <laughs> yeah, on sunshine. Yeah. Well, if you want to hear if you want to hear um a, a previous uh 
Sunshine Johnson's Tales. I believe episode two with Harley Breen has yeah. one in a minute. But uh, anyway, here's a new one. Another Sunshine Johnson story Carl may not have told you about was the time Sunshine Johnson was caught having sex with a goat. I've said this, haven't I? Not to me. Oh, really? He was subsequently prosecuted, and when the magistrate asked whether he knew the sex of the goat, Sunshine is quoted as saying, What do you think I am, a fucking poofter? That's right. He may be a goat rooter, but he's not a fucking poofter. <laughs> Heaps of great memories and fun times with Carl. It's great to see him doing something he loves. Yours, Very nice please of... pass on my regards to Carl. Cheers, Peter Field. Fieldsy. Oh, there you go. So I loved, I just wanted to share some childhood stories about Carl. He used to pretend to be dead, and then one time a bloke rooted a goat. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the Mr. Bungle you, story. Yeah. You are a twisted guy, Campbell. Yeah. Um... I can't believe I haven't told that story no, to you. you never told me that. Oh, well, that's how many stories he's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that would yeah. be up there, though, that one. On that tattoo thing, um, I met a person in Adelaide who um, I, you know, seemed like a pretty, pretty straight-laced guy, pretty normal guy, and then uh, I was chatting to a friend of mine, Claire, later on, who knew him, mm. and she was telling me all these crazy stories about him. I'm like, are we talking about the same guy? And she was like, no, 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 ask him. He's done this and this and this. So the big thing about him is... Um, he has a tat on his chest because him and his mates were out one night drinking at this pub and one of the friends goes, would you rather get a tattoo of this on your chest or lick one of the urinal cakes in the dunny? And he's gone, I'll get it, get that tattoo. So then the next thing, what? everyone in the group is kicking in money and that night he's gone down the tattoo parlour and he's now got on his chest a quite large tattoo of a pink smiling dolphin. And he showed it to me, and I heard this story, and I went, wow. you do realise that would you rather is not a legally binding contract. <laughs> you can say, you can just pick one, say the tattoo, and it ends there. No one's, the cops aren't coming out and going, yeah. all right, into the urinal, get that cake in your mouth, let's yeah. go. It's like, would you rather uh, lick the urinal cake, or would you rather have sex with Betty White? Yeah. Betty yeah. White, I better make yeah. some calls. <laughs> On childhood stuff, this is a pretty pretty tenuous segue. Wow. I've become fascinated in the last couple of days with, uh, I'm guessing, it's been reasonably big news. We're all familiar with this, the Jess Cooper, the, no, the girl that? in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, 17-year-old girl in Sydney. Um, oh, having sorry, a, the single school girl. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. Um, oh. having an, she's a girl who's having an open house party and oh. she's put the event invite on Facebook, hasn't made it private and it's, uh, it's, it's, got, it's The now. tag is, it's like, it's my 16th birthday, everyone. Hey, come along. Um, bring your own booze. Oh, if you want to send it to a few other people, go ahead. Oh, I haven't heard about this. And then it's gone on to what? How many people? 200,000 people oh, or something? More, like 800,000. We were looking at it last night and every time we re- we'd click refresh every second, yeah, every yeah, time yeah. we clicked it, 15 more people have joined the group. Wow. Like it's ma- and we were posting stuff on the wall. You post it a minute later, there's so many posts on there that it's just gone. So are these people that have said, I'm coming to the party? Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, obviously yeah. they're not all going to go. They're just no. doing it for the fun of it. They're just doing yeah, it for the fun of it. And then the around. cops have gotten yeah. involved and, and said if anyone does show up. I mean, it's, it's in like two weeks' time on a Saturday and they've... Gonna have to have a massive. I mean, imagine imagine our eighteen-year-old cousin who's in charge of the bouncer is the bouncer for the night. He's <laughs> yeah. never done it, and he's got this yeah, massive yeah. line. Uh, you see, um, on the list, you promise. It that- does. I mean, yeah. it's a situation where it's. It, I mean, it is. It's pretty naive and, and dumb of her to have put her address up and 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 whatever else. But you do you do in a way kind of feel sorry. But it is one of those things where anytime mm. something like this happens on the internet, it just does highlight people's natural predisposition to just be a fucking asshole yeah, yeah. in any opportunity they get. Like we were looking on the wall. And there's 
all these groups that have started up now. My favourite one was the awkward moment when you turn up to Jess Cooper's party and it turns out she's some old pedo. <laughs> and there's like some guy has changed his Facebook name to Charlie Sheen just so he can get on the wall and go, yeah, no, I'd love to come, but I've already got another party on that night. Yeah. And I'm, I've played a part in this because I thought it'd be funny last night. I started an event invite for pre-drinks before Jess Cooper's open uh, open house party, right? And right. I've posted it on the wall, <laughs> and it's getting some traction. Is it's it? Got, it's up to like four hundred people within oh, twenty four hours, and um, we we sort of sat there and we thought oh, this would be fun. And first of all, it was just the four of us that were in the room mm. were attending, and then it sort of slowly started building, and more people that we people that we didn't know oh, were joining wow. in. And I think the saddest moment of all was the moment that we hit a hundred attendees, and I said out loud. Now I know how Mark Zuckerberg felt when he started Facebook. <laughs> but now I came home today and turned my computer on. I've got all these friend requests from people I don't know. Oh, I've got people getting on to me, yeah. messaging me, asking me if they can friend me so I can make them an admin on the event so that they can plan their own after party. I've got guys <laughs> asking me if they can help organise it. I've got someone on there going, someone, and then but there's people who are taking it legit, like people going, oh, guys, the party's off or the party's in Sydney or whatever. <laughs> and so, some guy, uh, some guy just his verbatim comment is, this shit is so gay. Oh, and then I'm, I'm pretending that I'm a 16-year-old girl, so I'm commenting on everyone going, oh, babes, if you're going to be like that, leave your negative energy at the door and, you yeah. know, we're all just out to have a good time and whatever else. But I kind of freaked out because... I put. I just made up an address and had that as the address. Oh no! And then I kind of freaked out today because yeah. I thought, oh man, that could be. A real that'll be a real address. <laughs> yeah. And I got a couple of missed calls today from an interstate number, and I thought, oh, this is the cops. They've tracked from, me down. They've somehow tracked me down, yeah. and I'm going to be. It turned out not to be, but now I've just changed the address to Fantyland Street or this something. Is, this has really just highlighted thing. our sad lives. I live lives. on Fantyland Street. <laughs> so on, on that on that on that Facebook thing, the, the guy who wrote this this shit is so gay. I don't yeah. want to quote him miscorrectly. <laughs> no, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. I believe that's his direct quote. The, the, I really enjoy if I'm really bored looking through all the comments on YouTube videos. It is really fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'll share with you the best one I've ever seen. There was this girl who made this video like a blog on her webcam, and she was just talking to it. And she was probably, yeah, she was young. She's probably like 16. And she was trying to do an ironic video about irony, right? So she, which is not great. Already pretty murky territory. <laughs> yeah, really hard to do after Alanis Morissette nailed it. <laughs> so she, she's doing, she's doing this and it's, sure, sure it's average, but she's 16. She's giving it a go. She's having fun. And all these comments are like, oh, you're missing the point of irony, blah, 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 blah. Because it was a featured video on YouTube, so a lot of people had watched it. This one comment was... What a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's so harsh. She's done nothing wrong. She's yeah. trying hard and she's a fucking bitch. Well, I want to read this out for posterity because this made us laugh a lot. So, yeah, Jess Cooper now has a Wikipedia page about her based on this story. Mm. And we've decided to, um, to sort of copy and paste it because it's, at the moment, it is rife for vandalism. It is just, yeah. it's just open slather over there. And you know the whole thing is going to be deleted within a day. So there's, there's, there's way too much detail about the story. There's a whole page of, like, you know, her putting the thing up. And um, our, our event, our uh, pre-drinks event, is now listed on there as the, the event page has also sparked sister events, including a pre-party and after-after party. And it actually links to our event. So we've made it to Wikipedia. That's great. Mum said I'd never accomplish anything. I showed her. <laughs> uh, but there's... Um, 
I just like this. This is this is a great thing of when you see something on Wikipedia and you're like, remember this because mm. this is this will be down within moments. Someone's written someone's felt like this is necessary to put in information about her. Jess is often referred to as jailbait Jesse by her close friends Ooh. and associates. And then in brackets someone else has written this gave me a raging boner. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's on Wikipedia. It must be true. It must be true, yeah. You, you wouldn't lie about having that boner. That's horrible because in years to come, someone's going to be studying a test and bring up that fact that it gave someone a raging boner and <laughs> they won't be able to verify that because it's just from Wikipedia. Yeah, it's not yeah. correct. What's your source on that? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Where's your reference material? <laughs> we once we once did like an interview with Blue Juice, that um, oh, yeah. the, the Aussie band, which and they're great. They're really nice guys. And the thing, it was on the Nova Show, and when, one one thing we did with them is we got onto their Wikipedia page and decided to you know take calls and suggestions of what we should put on their Wikipedia page, and it was so quickly taken down that I I I don't understand how Wikipedia. Like manages all that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many pages that who is? I mean, sure, because we were on radio, people must have been listening and didn't yeah. want to, didn't want to, didn't want to hurt Wikipedia <laughs> and wanted to keep it true. But on other things, if you're just doing something and it gets fixed, who's constantly maintaining Wikipedia pages? Well, it is weird when you go onto like if you find an obscure cartoon from the 80s or whatever, and you go on there and you go to the discussion tab. And people arguing about, nah, that wasn't the name of his pet dinosaur. Oh, I yeah. fixed that. It's like, who's doing this? Who's taking time out of their day to? I don't understand. Says any... the guy setting up a event for a fake pre drinks party <laughs> to the guy to a party that's not going to happen to the guy who spent time on a Mr Bungle forum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how that, all that Wikipedia editing works because I I remember just I, I haven't had any experience with it. One day I went, oh, I might try this, and then just edited something and just put a B in something and then refreshed it and it was at the air and I shit my pants. And yeah. like, oh, I've wrecked this guy's page. Yeah. There's an extra B in there. Yeah, it's kind of like the equivalent of going back in time and squashing an insect. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. What's the yeah. repercussions of this? Yeah, and clearly Ryan Shelton never recovered from that <laughs> from that fatal blow that you dealt him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you don't want too many consonants, that's uh, for sure. Yeah. Guys, that, uh, that brings us to the end of the program oh. for another week. It, the time has just flown by, hasn't it? It really has. That's gone really quick. Uh, folks, you can check out Ryan Shelton. His podcast, For One Minute Only, is now on iTunes. And uh, the new Hamish and Anything, when's that? In, in end of the year? I don't need year? any viewers. You don't Coming need to, to 2011 very soon. The home of comedy. <laughs> the home of comedy. We'll see. <laughs> just, just straight after Mike and Molly, everyone. Yeah. Well, thanks for being a little dum-dum with us this week. No, thank you. I'm glad to have you on. thrilled to be on. I'm a big fan and looking forward to future episodes without me. Oh, <laughs> stop it. Well, guys, see you guys next week. Thanks so much for joining in. We'll see you soon. See you, mate. See you, mate. You left me alone, now you won't back.